When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. With thanks to iSuzu, the iSuzu D-Max is born to live. Your rugby league coverage on SEN starts now. Welcome to NRL Crunch Time. Yes, it is an eclectic mob today. Don't you worry about that crunch time brought to you by Isuzu. The Isuzu D-Max is born to live. And, of course, as per usual, you guide the show. one 1170 That's the call line. The text line 0457 736 736. And for those up onto the Twitter, you can tweet us at 1170SEN. We welcome our listeners, however you're tuning in. 1170SEN in Sydney, 1620AM SEN on the Gold Coast, on your digital radio in Brisbane, on SENQ. Maybe you're listening on the app, Mrs Dunn. Uh, up there in Port Macquarie, you never, never know. Uh, that might be the way to do that, maybe belatedly by the podcast. Hello and welcome. Stevie Philp, comedian. He is back in the chair. G'day, yeah, Philpy. G'day, mate. How are you? Thanks for having me back. Uh, if you don't know the great man Stevie Philp, he was here a couple of weeks ago. He opens for Carl Barron. He opens for the uh, Matty John Show to warm them all up. And this fellow here, I did mention Miss Dunn. Well, this man is the <laughs> gun son of Miss Dunn, uh, James Magnus and the Missile. How are you, mate? Yeah, good. My, bro- my brother might dispute that. He... He thinks he's the gun. He's the gun, son. He's the gun. He's the lawyer gun. The lawyer gun. Yeah. He's he is clearly the, the favourite. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. He wins all the arguments. We know that much. Yeah. Uh, have, you, have you ever needed to use your brother? Uh, well, my <laughs> girlfriend's a lawyer too, so I lawyer up against him. Wow. It's oh. a lawyer off. Wow. Everywhere. Wow. I'm ready for a controversy. Yeah. No further questions, Your Honour. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Now, for those who don't know what I'm talking about, uh, it is a small world, this place. There's 25 million people in Australia or thereabouts, and I had the great pleasure of being taught English, I think it was back in the day, by Miss Dunn, who is... Your mum's. Did you ever change it from Miss Dunn to Mrs. Magnuson? Yeah, James? after she had my brother and she came back to teaching, she changed it to Mrs. Magnuson. And then I had Mrs. Magnuson as my history teacher. So <laughs> as your got teacher? To, we've yes. got something in common there, Joel. Wow. You know, I reckon she changed her name after you won gold. Yeah. <laughs> like, she, was, she was Miss Dunn and then she's yeah. gone, hang on, uh, <laughs> son's just won a gold medal. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me, so mum taught you at school? Yeah, mum taught me. Hey, yeah. That's a bit bizarre, isn't it? I actually, I didn't mind it. We got along pretty well, surprisingly. Yeah. Um, I got along a, a lot better with her than uh, some of my other teachers, let's just say that. Okay, 0457 736 736. <laughs> Were you a well-behaved student? Not particularly. No. I was pretty. I, I was pretty well behaved at home. Like I was always good to mum and dad, but um, school and I just didn't agree on some things. Yeah, yeah. What, what, yeah you want to be in the pool? Yeah, that black line. Uh, I wish anyway. I quit school when I was like sixteen and took up swimming. Alex the Seal. Alex the Seal is here. Well, uh, if you don't know why we call him Alex the Seal, because there's a song by the Go Go's back in the day. We'll find it. Okay, we're gonna dig it out. And uh, misheard lyrics. Oh. A lot of people think this song is. Alex Cecile, right? Yes. But have a listen to this. Okay, in a minute. Chelsea's here too, by the way. <laughs> How are you, Chelsea? Have you... I am. 
Very good. How are you? Hey, outstanding. <laughs> have you ever Googled um, misheard song lyrics? It's, it's unreal. Steve, like Stevie a, K. There's like a t- top ten of them. Yeah. And um, like a virgin, yeah. touched for the eighty-six time. Is what I'm <laughs> like, doesn't really make any sense. Does it? <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Uh, okay, Alex Cecil, let's take it away. <laughs> uh, how are you, Cielo? I'm very well, gents. Um, esteemed company again on Saturday. Yeah. I, I just love coming in on Saturday. It's an easy shift, isn't oh, it? Oh, it's an absolute breeze. It's an easy <laughs> shift. Just fill out this rundown and away we go. Are you being sarcastic? It's hard to know. Well, I wasn't sure. <laughs> no, it is an absolute breeze with these three talented gentlemen in front of me. Well, you Without know the... blowing anything up yet. The other yeah. thing, uh, I, don't, I don't think I've heard of music on a SEN before, although nah. except for Tim Manners' show. Yeah, that's right. He's mad for it, isn't yeah. he? Oh, Jimmy can sing, though. Jimmy oh. likes to sing on his program as well. <laughs> um, there you go. Have you got something? Oh, here we go. Here's uh, James. Timmy Manor, Timmy Manor, had it first, had it first. Now they'll get Katoni, now they'll get yeah. Katoni, para eels, para. <laughs> okay, God. there's, a, there's oh, wow. a number of issues here. Yeah. Firstly, the singing. Yeah. The second thing is that Katoni Stags never went to the Parramatta. No. And, mm. and the third thing is there was a record amount of cars driving off the road at that precise time <laughs> as uh, Jimmy took to the airwaves. Uh, anyway, have your say. Uh, 0457 736 736 is the open line. That's the way to have your say. Uh, righto, boys, let's get to it. Uh, some big issues throughout the week. And I know you're a Bulldogs man. Kyle Flanagan, he has been reinstated, I suppose, into the halfback jumper there at the Bulldogs. A lot of controversy during the week. I've got my views. I've shared those throughout the week. Uh, but you are a passionate Bulldogs man. James Magnuson, what's your views? Look, I kind of agree with the train of thought that it's a bit of a poison chalice yeah. to come in against Penrith and then Souths next week, the two grand finalists back-to-back. What are we hoping to see from him? Like, what's a good result? Yeah keep the opposition to under 40 points like what's what's the measure of success for Kyle here uh he's been killing it in New South Wales Cup uh I've I've come prepared with stats again today today, Joel yeah I have so New South Wales Cup four weeks one try six try assists seven line break assists converting at 83 percent tackling at 93 percent three force dropouts uh really good statistics yeah they, they have a really tough run at the moment, and then things ease up a bit. I think we've got the Dragons. I think we've got the Broncos beyond that. What's to be gained by bringing him in right now? Like, seriously, um, I, I get the point of view that why not, but uh, I just I, I think he's being set up to fail, and I feel sorry for him. We saw he was in a, a fragile mental state last year, and I just don't think this will go any way to helping that. Righto, Crunchies, uh, roll call time. Let us know uh, where you're listening from and give us your two bobs quickly. I like the fact that he's being picked. Uh, James Magnuson does not like the fact that he's being picked. Have your views. I think it's a great opportunity for Kyle. Uh, what do you think, Philpy? I think he needs to get rid of um, his PR. Like, has he got Luke Brooks's PR? Yeah. Because <laughs> well, all I've heard all week yeah. is how bad Kyle Flanagan is. Yeah. And he's clearly the best halfback of the club, isn't he? Yeah, yeah 100%. So, so pick him. Yeah. Like, uh, there's beef with him and Gus or him and yeah. uh, Trent Barrett. But, like, if you've got the best player in your team, you pick him, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who else is in that PR stable? Madge? Yeah, Madge. Yeah. Madge. The five captains? Yeah, the five captains are in that stable. Yeah, do you know last year, no no, no one speaks about this. So all year, all we've heard about is the Tigers and their five captains. Do you yeah. know the Knights had five captains last year? 
Did really? they? 100%. That's right. Five really? captains. Not one person has said a word about no. it. Like, and I'm happy to bash the Tigers. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. It's, a, it's a bit of a sport, right? But uh, for some reason, no one talks about that, but they just hammer the five captains. Mm. Olivia from Maths, she's got that PR agency, hasn't <laughs> she? The negative PR agency. It's just a slam on off the back fence they go. Uh, this one here, uh, Gus at the helm, uh, his comments on Barrett asking him if he could play Flanagan. Uh, that was very, very interesting, wasn't it? Yeah, What? what what's got Gus got to make it by that. Why, why would he even get involved? I why? think he's taking pressure off Barrett. Yeah. I think that's Porky's. Yeah. Was, Gus, was, it, was Gus the one telling Trent not to pick Flanagan all of last year while he was yeah, good point. working for the Warriors? Like, yeah. I, I just don't buy into that one. Text line, what's with the soft questions from an NRL journalist like Peter Bedell in last night's presser? Uh, I didn't catch this, but he says, is w, JWH targeted because of his rap sheet? Hello, when was he twisting a player knee legal? No singing from Jimmy, please. Very traumatic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, that is very traumatic. We understand that. Throw your names on these texts, by the way. Roll call. Let us know uh, where you're listening from. 0457 736 736. Uh, Rightio, to you, Philpy. You're a Knights man. Yeah. Do we have the, to talk about it? We have to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. uh, elephant in said room. Uh, Knights, 30 points to six. They lose to Manly. The noise around Kalen Ponga continues. Uh, what do you make of all of this? Oh, well, I love Kalen, and I hope he re-signs. But it, it, it is turning into a bit of a circus, isn't it? I think he's got the same PR manager as the other guys. Mm. I saw him storm out of the press conference. Uh, what what worried me a little bit was the way he was kind of laughing about it yeah. at the press conference. like... I get that you're getting you're getting asked nonstop about it, and it must be annoying. And the, that journal, that was a pretty bad question. I don't know who it was, but the question that he said, you know, a loss like tonight does yeah. that make you not want to play here? Like, yeah. I'd probably walk out of that too. That's yeah. just ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah, I look, I, I think it's inevitable. Anytime a player is contract negotiations are up in the mid, middle of the season, you do see them get slightly distracted. And he's not last two games; he hasn't played like the Kalen Ponga that we know. No. So I think it's best he sorts it out straight away. Um, what, what's your gut feel as a Knights fan? Do you see him remaining in the blue and red? Yeah, I, from what I've been um, hearing, it sounds like he's going to stay. But yeah. if that's the case, just come out and let's just get it on, you know, yeah. knock it on the head. His dad's his manager. I think that could be a problem. He likes to sort out post Kalen rather than footy Kalen. Yeah. Mm. And I think Adam O'Brien's handled himself really well. Like everything he's spoken about and said, look, I'm 100% on board with what he's doing. As long as he looks after himself, that's what he needs to. Yeah. This is the right way to do it. Well, he'd be looking after his hip pocket. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, can you please explain to Philpy uh, your metrics or your – you've got some kind of um, – you've garnered some kind of mathematical uh, – uh, Yeah. I know your mother's teaches English, et cetera, but you have this mathematic sort of gene about you. And what have you landed on with Callum Ponga? Well, so we were talking about last weekend marquee signings. Yep. What makes a player a marquee player? And that's the ability to put bums on seats. So there's a formula for how many bums on seats you get, and that's skill on the field times hotness. So, <laughs> like, in, like the nice ass. Physical, or something, you know, physical like. appearance, pure, yeah, 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 yeah. pure physical appearance. So, Kalen Ponga, obviously, very good-looking dude. Um, plus, skill on the field yeah. means exponential ability for bums on seats, <laughs> and therefore, he's a marquee signing. So. He's, uh, he's fit nicely in that category. The other one we spoke about, Joey Manu from uh, the Roosters. Good who sort. Absolutely killed it last night. Good yeah. sort. My missus has just discovered Joey Manu. Oh, Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She thinks he's the second coming of Sonny Bill. <laughs> oh, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can <laughs> I ask, um, so did you land last week on who has the highest rating with your um, metric? Um, now... You did uh, last Sunday, I think you were with Jaleesa and also Sir Singalot. Is yeah. that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jaleesa threw the weirdest one I've ever heard. Get, get ready for this one. Yeah. Give us a lot, club. Lot, uh, Canberra, 90s. 
Oh, Laurie Daly. Laurie Daly. Laurie Daly. Hotness. <laughs> Skill. Yeah. Hotness. Laurie had good... Look, you know, each they're their own. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I reckon Laurie's a pretty good sort. Like, how old is he? Yeah, he'd be 50. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he hasn't aged badly, but in the scale of things, like when we're talking... Uh, Andrew Eddinghausen, Ryan Gerdler, yes, okay. uh, Luke Rickardson got brought up, Craig Wing, yeah. and then you throw in a Laurie Daly. At, <laughs> yeah. what? Corey... well, these swimmers have got a high benchmark, haven't oh, they? Okay. They're all good-looking roosters. I'm interested to know where Corey Horsburgh uh, fits into your... Uh, how much is he worth on the... <laughs> I think that comes down to his bums off seats. <laughs> you, now, I, don't, that's really, I don't know if you remember this. So, Caelan Ponga actually got voted. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. But a few years ago in the AFL, and I think the fans all got a piece of this, so they had the same competition. Who's mm. the best looking bloke? Yeah. Remember Cameron Ling? Oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah One yeah. of the rarest heads you've yeah. ever seen, yeah. like a ginger, yeah. you yeah. know, pasty looking fella. Did the so, fans come for him? Yeah, he yes. won it. He wins. Oh, he yeah, won. Best looking bloke in AFL. Everyone obviously saw it. Two years in a row. So Did the he? first year, everyone's like, oh, this is pretty funny. Yeah. Let's yeah, vote yeah. for him because he's got a rough head. Okay, let's get this done next year. Roughest head in footy. Yeah, let's get it done. Hey, by, by the way, a massive day at Ramwick today. Uh, speaking about bums on seats, bums off seats, bums on horses, I have my backside uh, riding on the favourite here, race two. It's been a big, Lock big Eagle. tip. Uh, Lock Eagle, yeah. yeah. Chris Lees. It's been a big, big tip getting around, so uh, it is a favourite. around $2.25 or thereabouts, so that's about to come. Gamble responsibly, of course. But uh, what a race day it's coming up. If you do have any WBWs that you wish to share yourself, please hit us on the text line, 0457 736 736. Arvo Gents, it's good to see him in the team. He's talking about Kyle Flanagan, mm. but he should have been in from round one, given at least half a dozen rounds. Yep. Cheers from Kano. Thoughts, good call, boys? Kano. Yeah, good call. Why not start him? But apparently this is this is what keeps coming out all week in the media. He hasn't even trained at seven with the first grade squad. <laughs> yeah. And no one's disputing that. So that's just bizarre to me. Bizarre. It was fairly obvious in the trials at the start of the year because, you know, in those trial games, there's yeah. usually two teams. Yeah. So yeah. they'll have the first half team, which is going to yeah, resemble yeah, yeah. your first grade team. They didn't then they'll him. bring on – he didn't wasn't in any of those. So that means no. he's not in the top three halfbacks in the club, <laughs> in, in their opinion, yeah. when I think everyone knows he's the best halfback. No, he's the, the only halfback. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's the only halfback. Seriously. Last week they had two halfbacks in the team and one was in the centres. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Does he know how to cut? Sorry, okay. Trent Barrett. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, well, this is a big one. And there's, there are conspiracy theories saying, oh, Trent wants him in to put it all in him. I don't at all believe that. Trent wants a bloody win. That's what he wants. Yeah. And he believes that uh, now, I believe it should have happened in round one, but he believes now that uh, Kyle Flanagan is his best chance for that. Morning, guys. I'm listening while renovating my basement in Squamish, Canada. Have the Canadian plumbing <laughs> coming over in a sec. Uh, the Canadian plumbers coming over in a sec. He's going to learn to love Australian sports talk. Cheers, Blake. Well, Blake, get the boys to give us a call. We'd love to have a chat uh, to the boys over there. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the way to have your say. Morning, sugar man. I just want to know if James thinks the Bulldogs' only chance is a tight tussle through the middle again, as that was his thoughts last week. He's kidding himself. Remind him too, Joel. No one is safe on the show. Steve, he can also read the text messages, mate. I can. Mate. Yeah, Steve, <laughs> yeah. go back to supporting the Dubbo Wombats. Hey. <laughs> so they're, they're getting set here for the South Pacific Classic. Uh, it'll be called the South Pacific Classic, and I think you'll find that South Pacific won this race last year. Corey Brown tipping uh, Lock Eagle. So looking forward to that. one 1170 But we didn't really finish off the night scenario, Philpy. 
Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Try to deflect that. No Jaden Braley at the moment. Carlin Ponga seems to be a little bit injured. Mitch Barnett got a little bit elbowy. Yeah. Uh, and then um, Fitzgibbon, who yep. uh, was really impressive in the first couple of games, he's gone. Yep. What it's highlighted Clemmer. is a, a real. Clemmer's, Clemmer's out. It's a real lack of depth. Um, you've got a few blokes in there that probably. Brody Jones has come in. Um, who had a great season last year, debut season, but he's coming with no trial games. He's been chucked right in the middle again. And it just highlights that we've got a little bit of, um, there's no depth really at the club at all because, you know, Kalen's getting 7.43 million. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Year, so, um, okay, that's what I meant to what's say. What's the number? 1.4, is that what they're? That's, that's the highest paid player in the game, isn't it? Is he playing like a 1.4 million? Has he played like a 1.4 million dollar player ever? Well, well, this would be my strategy, right? Because you've got to think about this. So in any given club... You've got the commercial side of the team. Yeah. And then you've got the footy side of the team. Very, yeah. very different. So if I was a recruitment manager, I would be purposely signing bums off seat players. Because according to your <laughs> metrics, if Kalen Ponga is getting one point four, yeah. right? And if the Melbourne Storm are giving Ryan Pappenhausen, who on any given day is either equal or better than Kalen Ponga, mm. if they're giving him eight or nine hundred thousand, essentially the Melbourne Storm get Kalen Ponga. And a five or six hundred thousand dollar gift voucher to spend, as yep. opposed to the Newcastle Knights. Yeah, hundred percent. I think Matty Johns brought this point up. He said that if um, Kalen goes to the Dolphins, then the Knights have got one point four million dollars to spend on Munster. So at the moment, what are Melbourne going to pay Munster? Yeah, they're talking seven fifty. Yeah. So if you're ca- uh, Cameron Munster, yeah, and someone goes, "Hey, we'll double that." Yeah. yeah. Are you going? Yeah. Well, that's actually not a bad. So realistically. Um, Munster's sort of just going, okay, well, people would think that Munster will go with Kalen Ponga, but Munster's actually going to be going, well, I'll, I'll grab your check wherever you're not going. <laughs> well, it makes sense, doesn't it? But who, who's worth more? Let us know on the text line, 0457 736 736. If you could have Munster or Kalen Ponga, who would you sign? Who would you sign? Munster. Munster. Every day of the week. Yeah, yeah. I think, again, we, we get blinded by the star power of KP. And also, it's always been... Uh, his ability or, or his room to grow. It's always on, yeah. oh, in the future, Kalen will be the best player. And he hasn't quite evolved into that. We saw him have that crazy debut in Origin. Yeah. And everyone's like, right, this is it. Now he's the real superstar. And I still judge him off that performance today. I still think, oh, yeah, Pong is the guy that, that brained it in his Origin debut. But realistically, he hasn't been in that form for at least 18 months. Munster... Is a proven premiership winner. He's done it all. Um, I just think he's a much safer bet, and you probably get him cheaper. And yeah, you got your hotness and your you know um, bums on seats. But where does like getting in trouble with the cops come in? Because Munster, <laughs> <laughs> Munster potentially has that. Like, whereas KP yeah. could be a little bit of a hill songer. Like, yeah, he does, yeah. Does, doesn't look like he's going to get in any trouble. No, no. no. <laughs> I don't think. Yeah. No. Um, have you say though? Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. They're off. Here in the second, uh, Lock Eagle sitting about fourth here. So well placed for the time being. You'll, you'll probably tell in my voice and mood uh, in, in about 600 metres how this is uh, turning out uh, to have your say. Uh, morning, boys. Dale Finucane had to win best looking bloke in the NRL. Surely, uh, says Kurt. Hey, he's all right, Dale. Rambo. They call him Rambo. Yeah. He does yeah, look yeah, like Rambo, yeah, doesn't yeah. he? You know, they do, um, they do these warm-up sessions, the Sharks. He does a warm-up for the warm-up session. Honestly, like he's such a professional mm. Uh, is Lock Eagle a professional? That's the question. It's sitting on the fence. I'm not loving it 
at the moment. Uh, yellow sleeves. Yellow sleeves no, is darting back to the here fence. Who's riding it? Um, that's a very, very good question. I love this radio show. We're just getting paid to watch a race. Isn't yes. It? <laughs> uh, they're charging down the back straight. And I can tell you, Villiana, I think, has got the lead at the moment. I'm in big trouble. Uh, Lock Eagle's going to have a late dip at this. Here we go. Come on, Lockie. Oh, no. It just teased and teased and teased and teased and teased. And every time it got close, it just didn't want to win. Is that the world's longest straight? Yes. God, that went forever. Yeah, that did go forever. Anyway, one 1170 is a way to have your say. Does anyone believe Trent asking the great Gus for permission to select Flano Jr.? Absolutely spin of the highest order. Mickey from Mascot. And yes, Ponga is overrated. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Look, uh, like a housing market, um, it will dictate what it dictates and he'll get what he what he wants. But the problem is Tom Brady, boys, and I sent this in to you guys, uh, Carl from Cronulla, um, Tom Brady would take unders and that allows the team to buy more and therefore yeah. give yourself more chance to win, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, if, if Ponga takes 1.3, the Knights' salary cap is so bent out of shape Forget about a premiership in the next three years. That's well, right. In saying that, the Mitch Barnett's about to go, they say. And yeah. from a mate of mine told me that Mitch Barnett's on $300,000. Now, Mitch Barnett's a better player than that, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so he's been offered five hundred at the Warriors. Of course you yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. But so who else is getting money at the Knights then? If it, Apparently, it just I, think, I think Clemmer's on like eight hundred because remember he got poached from the Bulldogs on a huge contract right. when he was yes. probably number one front rower in the game yeah. at the time. Now you're paying him that to come off the bench most weeks. Yeah. Well, actually, so, that's a great point because if you, if you're paying Clemmer eight hundred, which market value? What is what these days? Three fifty. Yeah, four. Four, four maybe. Four. Yeah. Okay. So if you pay that, and if you pay an extra five hundred for Kalen, you've got a nine hundred thousand dollar handicap. Yeah. To every mm. other team, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, yep. it's interesting in this modern day, though, as well, that everyone knows, like the, us being the fans, yeah. know how much and base our judgment on what yeah. someone's getting paid. Yeah. Like, no one's driving around the car at the moment going, just quite a good show, yeah. but Joel Kane's on, like, you know, too much money, um, <laughs> and he's not as good as he says. Yeah, no, yeah. that's not my yeah. No, no, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> I think you're amazing. I should have said yeah. myself, sorry. Yeah. Uh, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. straight away, we're, ju- we're judging Caelan Porong on the fact that we don't think he's worth $1.4 million. No, that's like, right. yeah. And I, I coach a couple of footy teams, but it's under-10s girls and a under six, uh, Southeastern, big shout out to the boys. Yeah. Uh, there, and what do I know? Like, yeah. Is he worth yeah, it? Yeah. The coach and the club will know that. And they'll, like yep. you said, bums on seats. Is he great for the community in Newcastle? Yes. Yeah, yes. Um, I think let's pay the money. Uh, okay, look, we better go before you think too much about our value <laughs> on this particular show. Crunch time, thanks to Isuzu. Plenty more still to come. After the break, we'll look back at Friday night's footy. You can call us 1300 01 1170 0457. 736736, the text message, tweet us at 1170SEN. Stevie Philp, I'm Joel Kane, and Million Dollar Magnuson are breaking back with more. Yeah, welcome back. Crunch time brought to you by Isuzu. The Isuzu D-Max is born to live. The call line, 1300 01 1170. Text line, 0457 736 736. And you can tweet at 1170SEN. I understand there's a health hack coming up a little bit later with James Magnuson. Stevie Philp is not giving us a health hack, and nor- neither am I. Around the grounds, we go. Flash scores. It is uh, Dubbo Wombat 14 with a kick to come, leading the Bulldogs 8. Thank you very much, Steve, from Dubbo. We'll keep on top of that. In the meantime, last night, a couple of cracking games. Let's go to the tapes. Tiny Stakes, oh what a bend! Still going! Your Tiny Stakes 
He puts it high. And Garmon, Corey Ice has got it. He's stolen out of the hands of Kevin Garmon. And Corey Ice is in again for the Broncos. Hedrington, one on one. Yeah, it certainly was. If you had tickets to the first half, you saw the Katoni Stag show. And if you turned up for the second half, it was Manu, it was Walker. 24 points to 20. They snuck home the Roosters. Uh, Joey Manu is a one-man army in many ways in that second half to inspire the comeback for the Roosters. But, boys, one of the games of the year, I thought. What do you think? Yeah, I loved it. It was great to see Katoni Staggs back in form. He's just – he's a bums on seats, man. Oh, yeah. 14 tackle breaks. Paul Momorowski copped an absolute <laughs> – Bathing. Did you last call him night. poor, poor Momorowski? <laughs> poor Momorowski. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nine missed tackles. Oh, it's like you... some kind of NRL record. He got like he still a... got a handprint on his chest this morning <laughs> from Katoni Stags. That's a beast of a palm, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, there was even one moment where he just fell over in the background. Like he wasn't even <laughs> uh, the first try. I yeah. think. Like um, who's the winger? Tupo got beaten. Yeah. And he just falls over for no particular reason in the oh, background. I, I rewound it, showed yeah. the kids. I was like, what's he doing? Katoni, <laughs> Katoni looked at him. <laughs> That's how good he was going last night. There's a French fullback, and our listeners will let me know who it is, an old French fullback, and he refused to tackle if somebody made a line break. He said, if you guys all miss him, I'm not going to make it and let him go to the trial line. He refused to do that. Uh, the Broncos, i tell you what, you know, it, it doesn't always reflect, the premiership ladder does not always reflect what you've done. So the Broncos have come up with their best performance of the year and they come away with nothing. For me, and we'll get to the Warriors game a little bit later on, but once again, the Warriors were not the best team. No. But they come away with the two competition points. The Warriors now have won three in a row. The Broncos, they find themselves in a bit of trouble. A good start to the season. Now they're starting to find things a little bit difficult. And for the Roosters, boys, where are we with the Roosters? Where are they at with things? They're hard to get a read on, aren't they? Like yeah. you, They look like last week. Yeah. Oh, okay, this is the Roosters. You go back to the first round, and I'd like to go back there because that was the Knights beating the Roosters. <laughs> That's the only real highlight we've got to hear. But they looked like they were out of sorts. They looked like a team short of a run. So I thought yeah. they would slowly improve, but they've sort of, yeah, it's hard to get a read on them, isn't it? What I struggle with the Roosters is who's running the team. So Kiri's wearing the seven, but he's not always playing at first receiver. They seem to be playing a little bit left and right. But when the game was in the balance last night, particularly towards the back end of that second half, it was Sam Walker that grabbed it by the scruff of the neck and kind of found a few really good options. And Joey Manu was was kind of the star player chiming in out the back. But sometimes it looks like they're struggling for where to go. They've got Tedesco on one side. They've yep. got Walker on the other. They've got Kiri lurking around the middle. It's it's a bit of a case of whose side is it. And then they often play to, to Radley, who plays out the back. So you've essentially got four playmakers yeah. all kind of juggling the responsibility of leading the team around. And whatever that's happening, it's for me watching, it's confusing as to whose team it is. You're right. In terms of if you compare them to the Panthers, then, you know, mm. Isaiah Yo does the same kind of thing as Radley. Yeah. But then it's Cleary's ball every time, right? Yeah, you yeah. know it's Cleary. Yeah. yeah. Last night I really thought Sam Walker played head and shoulders above Kiri, But I don't think kiri has been in great form to start the year. Um, it's Which, given being given the seven, I think, was Robinson saying, this is your team, lead them yeah. around the park. But I don't think he's done it. 
Uh, hi, Joel and the boys. First time listening to the show. Really good. Uh, Paul Momorowski from the Roosters, one of the best defensive centres in the National Rugby League. Uh, Roosters, Storm and Panthers, uh, they found it hard to contain Stags last night. Uh, what's he doing wrong? I can't have two blokes on him all game. Uh, Richard from Cremorne. Uh, great to have you, Richard, uh, on the show. Uh, Pierre Albert is the French fullback you're talking about, Sugar. <laughs> Michael, thank you very much, Michael. I knew someone would have that. but uh, He drives yeah. around with that information in their head. Yeah. <laughs> a, who is it? Who's that, Mr. Uh, Michael. Michael's just driving around in his car, yeah. and he's got, it's just, it's there. It's like a filing system in his head. He's like, I don't know when I'll ever be able to pull Pierre out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, hang on, Joel, I know that. Pierre Albert. Je me Pierre Galbert, uh, 1-300-01-11-70 is the call on. But, Michael, we do appreciate that. Uh, yeah, I mean, Paul Momorowski, he's, he's a classy player. There's no doubt about that. And success generally follows him. But he was just a man on a mission, Katoni, wasn't he? Yeah, it was good to see, though. I, I just wanted to bring up one point about the game last night. I saw it in the Warriors as well and the Newcastle game. Players laying down, mm. fainting injuries to get a penalty. The dive. Ryan James did one last night where Varia Hargraves trips him. Yeah. Purposely trips him as he gets up to play the ball. Now, I'm not going to dispute the fact that Warrior Hargraves is a grub. But laying down as a front rower, saying you've got a knee injury to get a penalty, at that point in the game, it was quite a crucial point in the game. The, 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 the result was in the balance. Yeah. It was, it was, I found it embarrassing. And I guess I saw Cherry Evans do it again a couple of times against, against the Knights. It's becoming a real blight on the game, in my opinion, for, for what's meant to be a tough sport. Hey, boys, we've got to move on. We've got Tony Brassel to give us some tips for the afternoon. I will say this. Uh, if you fast-track to round eight, uh, Thursday, the 28th of April, it's the Broncos taking on the Sharks. What, why would that have significance to me? Mm, I don't know. You're a punter and you reckon you'll get good value. No, I mean, you I, played for the Sharks. It, it, the Big Bang Theory, right? So yeah. so that happened whenever that happened. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen be, again. The beginning of time. Just, <laughs> I didn't, I, before I was about to do this show, I didn't yeah. think we'd be going down this angle. Today, so. It's going to happen again. I'll tell you why. Because on the right centre position, oh. you've got Katoni Stags for the Broncos. There's Talakai on wow. the left hand side. <laughs> Did anyone watch the footage on Fox Sports of Dane Gagai trying to tackle Talakai? They yeah. had it mic'd up. Oh. The contact when he was hitting Talakai, wow. coming through that mic. Yeah. Man. Everyone gave Gagai a bit of grief all week about that, but it's like it, that, whoever that was in front of him, oh, he was going to yeah. do that too, right? He's a wrecking ball. He's he was... a wrecking ball. Uh, no doubt about that. We need to uh, wrap this up. Pierre Aubert, plenty of text messages coming in. Steve <laughs> says he used to smoke on the field too. Wow. He could play. <laughs> he could do what he wants according to you, Stevie. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. The Brass, Tony Brassel, he's coming up next. So get your pens and your highlighters ready. The great man on the other side of this. Uh, yeah, we better get straight to this because this man is very, very busy on a major race day. And I'm pleased to say that Racenet's Tony Brassel. Uh, Racenet IQ is the way to do that. Get the membership to get all the tips from Tony Brassel, Mark Guest and the team. But he's going to preview day two of the championships. It is all underway so far. And I'm pleased to say Tony's on the line. G'day, Tony. Yeah, g'day, Joel and Philpy. Hi, James. G'day. We spoke earlier on the week uh, with Fletch, but I thought we'd get a, an update on the day, uh, Tony. Queen Elizabeth Stakes, this is just a brilliant race. Very elegant animo. Zaki, they're no sure bets either. Maybe Jewis comes into it. Montefilia, are there others? How are you reading this? Yeah, well, it is the race of the year, but the horse of the year is very elegant, so I'd go against her. She's just a champ. We all know how good she is. She bolted in with the Melbourne Cup. She's won about $14 million, thank you. So um, on a wet track, on a wet track, it's very hard to go against her with J-Max steering. 
And then uh, Tony in the Oaks, race six at Randwick. Who do you like there? Yeah, I thought Honey Creeper was the way to go, James. Looks well placed, I thought. One for um, James Cummings, actually. And this one's coming off that win last week at Randwick. Just ploughs up the home straight. She loves the mud. And a little bird told me that Joel was on uh, Lock Eagle in that previous race. Oh. It, was like a form- it was a bit like a Formula One race. Nothing yeah. changed up the nah. Big mouth, that bloody bird. He, he stopped it. He stopped yeah. it in his tracks. Braz, um, very excited you called me filthy, by the way. It's like we're best mates. Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, I'm fangirling out a little bit, to be honest. So I'm a big fan of yours. Um, in fact, fangirls okay, racing. Fan, fangirls racing, yeah. I think. That's an omen tip right yeah. there. Um, yeah, she goes okay, too. Well, Chris Waller trains her, so how could you knock it? He just trains winners left, right, and center. Braz, you mentioned the rain and the and the sort of the horses that'll look good in the wet out there today uh what's it like out there and, and i believe there was a helicopter just hovering above the yeah. track is that right yeah sometimes i use the helicopters i'm not too sure how effective it is it sure looked good on camera anyway it was quite <laughs> impressive all that sort of stuff any idea but, if it was uh, vic larusso from the um traffic helicopter <laughs> uh, he just did the m4 was, the m5 and he goes oh, bet zip well, i was gonna say he was flat out giving us a tip for the traffic if he's flying there <laughs> he, he, he got fined a thousand dollars for raising the whip and the whip actually got cut in half <laughs> <laughs> uh who's your tip of the sydney cup tone uh, well, that's the longest price of our tips, Crystal Pegasus. So we're looking at race seven, cap number five, Crystal Pegasus. Uh, he's won his last four, but he's a good price, and Chris Waller trains that one too. He's got about, oh, I think, about 58 horses going around this afternoon, Chris. Oh, yeah. All right. Hey, just on the Sydney Cup tone, and I got a tip, a decent tip last year. Well, it wasn't that decent because he didn't run the race, but I backed uh, Shiraz to win the Melbourne Cup. Uh, it didn't run in the Melbourne Cup, but it turns up here in the Sydney Cup. What do you know about Shiraz, and is it a cheeky chance? Well, the, the one thing you do when you get to these staying races is you look for the horses that are imports because feed income, we can't breed stays in this country anymore. We're great with sprinters. They win Golden Slippers and Everest. But once you get up to Sydney Cups, even Melbourne Cups with Kiwi breeds, you just look for the imports. And Shiraz, I haven't tipped it, but I feed income wouldn't be shocked if it won. Another one for Chris Waller, thank you. But, uh, yeah, there's been a little tip around for Shiraz. Ice bath in the Queen of the Turf, short backup, which I absolutely love. Uh, but it has trouble winning. It's super, super consistent, but typically finding one better. Do you like ice bath or do you see one better again, Tony? Well, I like the horse better than the actual ice bath, but uh, she, <laughs> gets through the, she gets through the mud okay. She loves the mud. She's been desperately unlucky. Uh, she's had a few chances to win races, but, geez, talk about a hard luck tale. She's... Only one four point one million through not winning races. <laughs> Braz, not a lot of people know this about you, but you you love your music. There's a great photo that went viral around the place of you at a Foles concert. Not a lot of people know yeah. Foles. What what are you listening to at the moment, mate? What album? What album have you got in? Oh well, I'm a huge Radiohead fan. Big fan of Radiohead. Um, Godspeed, you Black Emperor. That's one of my favourite bands. Go oh. and check them out from, Can- from Canada. 100%. Hey, Tony, just before you go, because yeah. it is a busy day, and we really appreciate uh, RaceNet and uh, RaceNet IQ allowing you to have us here today. If you had $100 yeah. to spend, and I don't care where it is, uh, where would you spend your $100 today, Tony? Well, I think we go uh, Crystal Pegasus. It's the fancy price for it. It's about 7 bucks fifty. So it's our best value bet for RaceNet IQ, the Sabo. Looking at race seven, tab number five. 
All right, there you go. Each way, each way uh, for Tony Brassel. Yeah. Uh, mate, we appreciate your time. All the best on the punt today, and uh, what a magnificent day it is. Uh, by the way, too, uh, we should keep an eye. There was a terrible fall. I don't know if you saw it, Tony, and I'd, I don't know yet who the jockey is, but it didn't look good at all uh, just now in Newcastle. So we'll keep our listeners oh, okay. yeah, on top of that. But it looked like a very, very Ooh. nasty fall. Uh, so our prayers and wishes are with that joshy, uh, jockey at this time. Tony Brassel, we appreciate your time. Okay, thanks, fellas. All the best. And to get all tones, uh, tips, etc., you go to RaceNet, and you can get your membership through RaceNet IQ is the way to do that. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy. This is crunch time. Uh, Philby, James Magnuson. I'm Joel Kane. A break and back with more. Yeah, certainly is. Crunch time brought to you by Isuzu. The Isuzu D Max is born to live. You can call one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Text. 0457-736-736. Twitter at Joel Fletch. In fact, no, it's not at Joel Fletch SEN. Uh, that's throughout the week. At 1170 SEN is the way to do that. In the meantime, we spoke about the horses. Let's talk about the greyhounds. And we catch up with Simon Orchid. The Tab Million Dollar Chase Heats are on now. And from Greyhound Racing New South Wales, Simon Orchid is joining us on the line. How are you, Simon? Oh, fellas, i tell you what. If you looked up regret, in the dictionary this morning after a few bottles of wine last night I've just got home from a three year old birthday party at Flip Out and uh, regret is me (laughs) I'm struggling but we've got a big night of chasing to rev up for so I'll have a shower have a few coffees head to Wentworth Park (laughs) because uh, it's our grand final night boys oh that's bad preparation Simon you've got the kids flipping out on the the trampoline you're flipping out (laughs) off it Um, is it one of those places where you know you you get the four year olds or the five year olds in there but then an overzealous dad just really lives yeah. his youth and all of a sudden you see him getting carried out of the ambulance. Yeah, you know? that's you for sure. <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> that was me this morning, guys. At one stage I thought what am I What am I capable of as a 35-year-old man? Should yeah. I be out here trying this flip or should I just sit on the edge? And yeah, I had a go. It wasn't, wasn't pretty, but I had a go. Righto, Simon. What are you capable of as far as tipping tonight? What, what have you seen? What do you like? Well, I'll tell you what, fellas. I mentioned it before. It's basically our grand final night. We've got the million-dollar chase that you mentioned, which is a big race coming up a little bit later in the year. But tonight, the Group 1 Golden Easter Egg worth $250,000. So 30 seconds of work, fellas, for one dog. Uh, and a trainer owner will walk away with 250 k So that's the big race tonight. We'll talk about that, and I'll give you a couple of bets that you can maybe have. There's basically three options. You can pile on... To She's a Pearl, currently the $1.70 favourite. And a $1.70 favourite for good reason. She's been bomb-proof throughout this series. She just keeps getting better and better. And her, her personal best of 29.46. We'll see her winning by a couple of lengths. Now, there's a few queries. The rain's around. Could that cause some issues? Potentially. She jumps from box five, which for those who are unaware is in the middle of the field. So there's dogs coming from left and right. That could, could cause her a few problems. But she's the best dog maybe in Australia at the moment. So you could pile in to her at $1.70. But if you like to value, like me and plenty of others around the place, idolise, number four, the biggest danger. You could probably get about $5.50 at the moment. She's drawn in box four, as I said. She hasn't lost at Wentworth Park. She's had four runs for four wins. She won the Group 1 Futurity earlier in the year. She's a great starter as well. And we think that maybe if any dog is capable of beating She's a Pearl, Idolise from Box 4 is the one. And if you want another one, a little bit of a price, Lewis Rumble from Box 1. He's run third in Group 1 Gold Bullion behind Jungle Juice, a dog that a lot of your listeners will know uh, a couple of months ago. He's about 10 bucks at the moment. So there's three plays for the Group 1 Golden Easter Egg. She's a pearl, $1.70 favourite. You could back the truck in and just pour all your money into that yeah. responsibly, of course. <laughs> yes. Idolise from Box 4 or... Lewis Rumble from Box One. They're the three players in the Easter Egg tonight. Righto, Simon. If people are into their multis and you had to pick uh, one or two elsewhere, uh, what would you pick? 
Yeah, absolutely, guys. Best of the night uh, elsewhere. Race one, number two, Zipping Novak. Now, this is the Magic Maiden. It's worth a cool 25 grand for the young dogs. If you wanted to have a multi, I'd throw race one, number two, Zipping Novak uh, into race five, number four, Divine Empress. Now, Divine Empress about four bucks, Zipping Novak about two. So you should be getting seven fifty, eight bucks for those pair. Um, they look like being great dogs and they look better than the fields they're in. In saying that, boys, as I mentioned, Group 1 Golden Easter Egg Night. We've got Group 3 Magic Maiden, Group 3 New Sensation, the Association Cup Finals worth 75k, the Ultra Sense Final. It literally is all happening tonight. There's no bad races. And if you wanted to have a few more bets or a quaddy bet, jump on thedogs.com.au. We've got all the previews for all tonight's action right there. Good on you, Simon Orchid. All the best tonight. As you say, it's the grand final night. I've just crunched the numbers. So if it's $250,000 to the winner for 30 seconds, their hourly rate is $30 million an hour. Uh, there you go. So, so you can use Not that. Not bad, is it? You can use that, Simon, if you want. Uh, <laughs> mate, enjoy the night. Thanks, fellas. Have a great day, everyone. Apparently, bananas and honey are very good for hangovers as well. It's the world's richest greyhound race. <laughs> the Tab Million Dollar Chase heats are on now. Uh, speaking of which, um, while we're on the health train, you've got a little cheeky health hack. So last week, do you know how many litres of water he has a day? What do you think would be a lot of water per day? Well, does he um, swim with his mouth closed? <laughs> or, uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, no, mate, he's a very fit-looking man. Like, talk about good sorts. Uh, good sort, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, I drink about three litres. That's generally what you're supposed to drink, isn't it? I think that's good going through. Three, yeah. Three, right? yeah. What, what are you, like Ten? About seven and a half. Get out. That's so good, isn't it? You're just yeah, drinking yeah. on the toilet? Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. You I walk think around I, with a catheter? Yeah, I think I've just become accustomed to it. Um, I love it. This, this week's health hack. Oh, I love this. Get ready for this one, Joel. We're getting yeah. a little freaky this week. Yeah. So I've been listening to some podcasts, listening to some health tips and the like, and one of the biggest problems uh, for health and for longevity is mouth breathing. Oh, so I notice that I'm a mouth breather when I sleep. I wake up, dry mouth, and um, sometimes don't get a great sleep. So I'm going to change that. Ooh. So what I've been doing for all those people out there that wake up with a dry mouth, it literally has been shown that if you're breathing through your mouth when you sleep, it will reduce your life expectancy. Wow. That's fact. It's been studied. Wow. So what I've been doing, I've been sleeping with strapping tape <laughs> across my mouth to force myself to breathe through my nose when I sleep. Is that a bit claustrophobic when you start? So I started off, I, I did it about an hour before bed to acclimatise yeah. a little and then, you know, read my book and whatnot, then got through the night. I haven't had any problems yet. I'm just over a week in. I've been wearing this thing called a whoop. It's like a, it, it measures your fitness. It's like a little watch that you wear on your wrist. I've been waking up, it measures your recovery. I've been waking up with near 100% recoveries every day since I've been taping my mouth to sleep. Wow. That's wow. how much this has been affecting, this mouth breathing when I sleep has been affecting me. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue So hang this. on, hang on, hang on. So, so just for context, uh, I don't understand the recoveries metric. Yeah, right? so the metrics are your resting heart rate, yep. heart rate variability, so the, how much your heart rate changes through your night, your respiratory rate, so how much, um, how often you're breathing, and then just body temperature. Wow. So if you're at 100%, what, what would you have been getting prior to, uh, to uh, kidnapping yourself? Probably 70s-ish. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's, it's had an instant impact. And I'm waking up, so I always used to wake up dry mouth and super thirsty, even after drinking seven and a half litres during the <laughs> yes. day. Yeah, wow. I'm waking up 
feeling a million bucks. It's wow. bizarre. My missus is completely off it because I put it on about half an hour before bed. Mm. She wants to talk about tax. <laughs> she wants to talk about tax law. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. It's funny because my wife does that to me during the daytime. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she'll put the tape yeah, over and yeah, shut yeah. up, mate. You know? <laughs> that, that's uh, I like that. So, yeah. so. Do you have, like, clearly you're not going to wear tape on your mouth. It's going to be a condition thing, I think right? about a month. I think I'm going to run it for a month. And you reckon you might be naturally... And retrain myself. Oh, yeah. good on you. Interesting. There you go. Start brushing your teeth with your left hand, too, if you haven't tried that. That's <laughs> no. really good for your brain. Yeah, okay. Yeah, to brush your... If, if you're right-handed, brush your teeth there with your go. left hand. You learn some things there. Anyway, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Plenty more still to come. That first hour absolutely flew. You guide the show. 0457 736 736. A break and back with you. It is the Cowboys, four points to nil over the Warriors. Ten gone first half. Fanua Blake to Johnson. Here's a chance out the back away. Will he bomb one earlier? Jesse Arthurs, but not this time. It was a brilliant setup from Sean Johnson. And then Jesse strolls through. They strike back. Now they go left-hand side. Chad Townsend puts a grubber and kick through. Drinkwater. Oh, Drinkwater. He scooped upon it. Adam Fanua Blake thought he was playing basketball. He tried to bounce the ball. And Drinkwater said, yes, please, Adam. I'll take the gift. I'll score next to the post. Warriors trailing by six. Johnson over the top. Picked by Talani. Here's the race. Walsh, he just moved up to Talani. Goodbye. There he goes. Valentine Holmes, 40 metres out. Montoya, great chase. I thought Valentine was gone, but Montoya comes up with a great chase. Now comes a Townsend to the line. He finds Nanai. Links up away to Hicku. They will score. That is a great try, the Cowboys. It was a great tackle from Montoya, but in the end, they spread the ball. Kyle Felt scores the try, and that will break the hearts of the Warriors. Nicarima scheming. He looked dangerous from dummy half. Curran takes them on. Oh, Joshy Curran slams the ball down, but that is all on the back of the Chanel Harris DeVita. 40-20, only five metres out. Nicarima looks deep. Oh, Nicarima! They were set so deep on the right-hand side, and he looked left, and who was there? Well, I'll tell you what, Cooey corner's coming up. No one was there. Goes back away to Townsend, fires it out the back to Dearden. Now Drinkwater, now Valentine Holmes. Valentine Holmes. Oh, he gets the ball in eventually, but not with great hustle from, well, it was a brilliant tackle attempt from Reese Walsh, but in the end, too powerful, Val. He plants the ball down, and the Cowboys do take the lead back to the one for the Warriors. Now they play a flat to Aiken. Aiken dives and scores, and it's game on. It is game on. He slams the ball down, and most importantly, near to the post. Wade Egan fires it back to Johnson. He steadies, but they rush up upon him. Nanai kicks it. He kicks it. it. He nails it. Sean Johnson. Redcliffe, they love playing there, the Warriors. Three from three. He has nailed it. Third time lucky from Johnson and breaks the heart of the Cowboys. Yeah, broke the heart of the Cowboys and those who tipped them, James Magnuson. They they were home. I tell you what, so there was two minutes remaining in the first half. It was substantial breeze there at Morton Daly Stadium in Redcliffe. And it was going to be in the backs of the Cowboys at halftime. Two minutes before halftime, Chanel Harris-Tavita puts a kick through and 40-20 they score that next set. So they go to halftime, 18 points to 12. Out of halftime, uh, the young winger Talungi drops it. He's got a problem yeah. catching at the moment. Yeah. Score straight away and it's 18 all. Yeah. It, it, they, they had it gift wrapped after 38 minutes, the Cowboys, didn't they? Yeah, I couldn't believe that one. I thought I got them at $2.10. I thought it was the best value of the round. Uh, the Warriors form for mine, patchy. 
But the Cowboys, four minutes to go. The scores are drawn. Oh. 10 metres out. <laughs> you've got Chad Townsend, a, a one-point specialist who you're paying 850k a year. Yeah. And they don't go for field goal. They run the ball in the last, end up dropping it or something, I think, and then give the Warriors a shot at winning the game. Sure enough, it goes to extra time and, and Warriors take that. I just... For mine, that was more of a case of the uh, the Cowboys lost that game rather than the Warriors won it. It just bemused me, that performance. Did you see it, Philby? I went out to see a band, believe it or not. Oh. Yeah. You know, remember that? Remember we used to do that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those days. But, uh, at the pub I was at, they did have the game on, and it was yeah, it was very intriguing to look at, and I did notice that. And uh, once again, James has mentioned how much someone was getting paid. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I Chad love Townsend. it. I love it. <laughs> Chad Townsend, great game, can kick. He's on $800,000 a season. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it, was, it, it was an um, uh, remarkable game, and he has no luck. Chad Townsend winning in front of Nathan Brown because they signed him, the Warriors. He played five games for the Warriors, not a yeah. single win. Yeah. And then he sees Brownie again in the box and lo- it was a heartbreaking loss for him. Man, that was a good call. Yeah. Oh, thanks, man. How much are you on? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're getting paid. Well, I tell you, he's getting paid. Bums, get... on seats. Bums on seats Bums for Joel. Oh, seats. I'm not part of that factor, let me tell you now. <laughs> um, now, uh, somebody who is getting well paid and who would also bring bums on seats because he's a good-looking rooster, and that is Sean Johnson, who was quite emotional in the postgame. It's just such an awesome feeling to be back and contribute and... The boys just stuck in there, eh? Like, man, we were out on our feet. Cowboys are quality side. They played really well tonight, but just able to... Saw the pressure come and just stepped to the side and just dropped in hope, really, and it was good. This is... this Taylor, this is seriously really surreal, if I'm being honest with you. Like, I know my family's probably back home watching this right now, and partner's probably got a tear in her eye, my mum, my dad, so... To everyone back there, I miss you and I can't... Yeah, can't wait to get home and see you. Well, well just on that, Sean, I mean, you're back in the Warriors' colours. Yeah. I mean, talk us through the emotion of putting that jersey back on oh. and being a part of tonight. It's, um... Yeah, bro, it's just... It's a feeling I actually can't really explain. Like, yeah, I've, I've literally got no words to tell you. Like, it's not just me that I'm representing, you know? Like, my family grew up loving the Warriors. I've been supporting them since I was a kid. And I know I've played the game for a little while now, but I still have to pinch myself that this is actually my life and this is what I'm doing. Um, every day is just such a blessing, bro, and the fact I'm over here without my family motivates me more just to do the right thing and get wins on the board so we can return home at the end of the year with a smile on our faces. Classy, classy fellow, isn't he, Sean Johnson? Yeah, it was, it was an interesting chat, isn't it? Because it was like it was his first ever game Yeah, mm. the Warriors. He'd have yeah. to be 30, wouldn't he? Over 30, Sean? Uh, yeah, thereabouts. Yeah, he'd be thereabouts. Yeah. I reckon he's played three games now for two wins. He missed, uh, they lost in the first round, and then he's been back for two games. They've won both. Yeah. The it, thing about the Warriors, they're, they're winning games playing poorly. If they get some form together, they can be one of those teams that sneaks into that bottom eight, particularly if the bottom eight is uh, as fewer wins as it, it, it took last year. Yeah. They're there or abouts. They keep getting these uncanny wins, which they probably um, haven't earned. So once they do put their, some good football together, who knows? They're, they're, they're definitely capable of giving it a shake. What's stopping them from being that team? That Consistency. Gets into, yeah. Consistency, I think. They've got a great four-pack. They're pretty young in the backs. Uh this is the first time they've kind of settled into the halves pairing of Harris Tavita and, and Sean Johnson. They were playing around there with Ash Taylor there, with Nick Arima there, with um, multiple different combinations. I think if they stick with Johnson and Harris Tavita, um, and Reese Walsh is getting better by the week as well, um, just warming up 
to go and play for the Redcliffe Dolphins next year. <laughs> I, I, I tell you what, boys, there, there, was, a, there was an ordinary comment made, um, which uh, alleg- yeah, allegedly that. a Warriors fan, a Warriors player rather, okay. allegedly yep. a Warriors player, uh, a very ordinary homophobic slur. Right. Um, get up, you something. And I won't even mention the player who was getting up yeah. because that will make people think, which which is not important to the story. Um, a, it's very, very ordinary. Now, Cameron George, uh, and I need to probably get this right, but uh, basically uh, alluding to the fact it's very hard to pin a Warriors player for that because mm. you, you hear it in the refs mic, the audio, yeah, but yeah. you actually don't see, no. um, based on where the cameras are, you don't actually see somebody articulating that. Yeah. So for me, if I'm the National Rugby League, I'm going to the Warriors and say, look, well, actually, I'll ask you boys, could you do this? Could you go to the Warriors and say, look, it's likely come from one of your players. Mm. Um, and I think we'd all agree on that. We're going to charge you guys 100000 as a club if you don't get to the bottom of yeah. who's done this. Yeah. What, yeah. what do you think about that? Yeah, I think the perpetrator will stand up pretty quickly if that's the case, if the club forces it. They know who it is. The players would know. Um, it was ordinary and it came through so clearly oh, through the ref's yeah. mic um, for everyone watching at home, which, which you know, the ref's mic thing, it, it's, it's a great asset for viewing to, to hear some of that. But when that sort of thing comes out, you've you, you got to question it a little bit. But, yeah, if, if I, I like that idea. That, that'll definitely get to the bottom of it quick smart. It can't just be, uh, look, we can't find them, so everyone's off the hook, yeah. in, no. in my opinion. Because in this day and age, it, that it's – it's well, people have been talking about the Payne Haas-Albert Kelly thing. Yeah. And, and it is such a – the world has come so far, and those comments are not at all – and if you've just got to do a quick Google to find out what the comment is, and I don't yeah. wish to, to say it here. Yeah. But the world has come so far, and that is a major setback for people listening – to that it's a it's poor it's so poor and it should you're right it shouldn't be on the individual like if you were to say that here then the radio station would cop the flack right yeah, yeah. and you would as well individually but that club should you be they should come down hard on the club so that they find out who it was and, and yeah. how it rolled on and the pain husk i didn't see pain husk play did anyone step on his shoes <laughs> <laughs> well mate he played like that didn't he <laughs> he, he was outstanding he yeah. was outstanding uh so uh that that's being uh waited to see how it all plays out with the police i can't believe the bloody police are involved in, in that particular situation, the pain Haas. Yeah, Albert it's storming a team cup. And yeah. the, the other thing, it didn't come out after those first two rounds when they were winning. It happened after the Bulldogs game. Someone had the footage. They'd been sitting on it. The Broncos ha- have a couple of losses. <laughs> yeah. Oh, surprise, surprise. And how much is um, pain Haas on a year? Yeah, well, he wants to be upgraded to a million. Oh, yeah. Are you worth a million bucks if you pump punching on over dirty shoes? Did you have a punch on? Like, you were part of those relay teams? Like, uh, it, with each other? Yeah. Or? Did you, yeah, was there ever. Because, um, like, you've seen Payne Haas and Albert Kelly have a bit yeah. of a. Like, yeah. did, did you have, who was in your relay team? Who do you have? Uh, Eamon Sullivan. Yeah. Um, you know, I swam with a, a few big names back in the day, but it was a we- it's a weird one with swimming, right? Because they're your main competitors. Oh, yes, of course. To get selected into the, the Olympic team or the World Champs team, you race those guys yep. and you got to beat them. And yep. then once you're on the team, they're your closest teammate. Yeah. So it's a really <laughs> weird. And, and I never like to be too matey-matey with someone that I was trying to beat. You want to yeah. hate them a little bit. <laughs> Um, so, so, it's, so it's, who'd you punch? Eamon <laughs> <laughs> no. Sullivan? He looked like a bit of a private school boy. <laughs> <laughs> can, can I, can you, sh- just on the relay, because you've shared this at the Olympic time, um, yeah. but a lot of our listeners may not have heard it. 
I find it fascinating when, when swimming comes down to hundreds of a second in the relay, you know, when do you start to leave? And I know the yeah. answer, but the listeners yeah. may not. When do you leave to start into the pool? Obviously, it's not when they touch, is it? No, yeah, yeah. So when you're at a swimming pool, you'll see that the middle of the lane is there's the black line down the middle of the lane. And at the end of the pool, there's a tee. We call it the tee. And that, that's about a metre and a half out from the wall. So as a swimmer, before you in the relay swimming in, as soon as their head hits that tee, you go. And then it's their responsibility to get onto the wall and touch the wall before you leave the blocks. So if you, if you fall start or if you go early, that's the, that's the fault of the person in the water, not the person on the block. And it's pretty hard to commit uh, not knowing if they're going to get there or not in front of 20,000 screaming people at an Olympic Games to go off the blocks with just blind trust in the person in the water. It's a, uh, it's a bit of a bizarre feeling. Wow. Yeah. And what, like back on the smack talk, I'm really into this smack talk. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. Well, who was the biggest smack talker? Not in, not in the Australian team, but like, he was swimming against someone and they, you know, when, cause as a viewer, yeah. sugar, we watch them all walk out and it looks yeah. very civilized, doesn't yeah. it? You never see any of this, yeah. footy, like someone going, Hey, Magnuson. The you Americans know, just... are really annoying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> particularly in relays, like they're just in the marshalling area. They're loud. Oh, they're, yeah, and, yeah. and, and we have a TV screen in the marshalling area showing what's happening on pool deck. Yeah. So often before the men come out, they've got the women's race before it. Yeah. And it's often, American women doing well or whatever historically and so the Americans are layering up cheering for the American women while we're waiting in the marshalling area to go out and do our thing and yeah. it's USA uh, like stuff like that playing air guitar oh yeah know. yeah like <laughs> you know I'd love some of those American swimmers to take the first hit up in a state of hey, <laughs> there it is. that's what I was after Carol it took me about seven minutes of fishing there. Yeah, <laughs> you got there, you got there, that's for sure. Uh, NRLW boys, uh, looking forward to this. this. This game, honestly, this game, this code, this sport, NRLW, it is flying. Mm. Absolutely flying. It seems flying. a shame that it's ending, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, it, well, it, well it's actually, back. this is the 2021 grand final. Oh, it's weird. Yeah. What? So they've, they've gone back and... Yeah. So my daughter, and, and this, and I only raise this because... I think that there'd be so many people like her. So my daughter never really would sit down and watch a game of rugby league or the mm. NRL, yeah. you know, and grand final year maybe. But the NRLW's come along. She's getting the train out to Cogra with her mates and she's going down. We're actually on a plane tomorrow to fly into Brisbane, get an Uber to Redcliffe wow. because she wants to watch the NRLW oh, grand so final. And so what does that do for fans watching the game in 10 years' time? Yeah. You know, all of a sudden, she's growing up loving the game of rugby league, which includes women and men at the highest level, yeah. and she's taken her kids to the games. Yeah. So, so this NRLW code, it does so much for the sport, the pipeline of the fans, I reckon. 100%. I coach a girls' team, um, Southeastern under 10s, uh, the Seagulls. What, and, rugby league team? Yeah, rugby league team. Yeah. It's proper tackles. So South, uh, the South Juniors comp is only one of four actual um, – I think it may have changed this year, but last year – there was only four actual tackle, proper tackles, so not yeah. league tag. Yeah. Um, and just to watch those girls watch the footy now and come to training talking about it, you ask them who their favourite player was, you know, two years ago, and they're saying Kalen Ponga or whoever. Yeah. But now they're like Jess Sergis or, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, so good. They're, they're just mad. It's great to watch too. I think the NRL has become a little bit stagnant in some games where it becomes very defence orientated and, you know, teams are trained and coached the exact same way. Yep. Yeah. This way, it's freed up a little bit. Yeah, with well, a women's game. I was out there last week watching the the semis for for SEN. Oh, and what a game! Oh, mate, that was 
Probably that that outdid any of the NRL games yeah. I've seen yeah. this year. The the Roosters coming back to beat the Broncos down sixteen nil after ten minutes. Um, the contact is just as big as the NRL. The skill levels there. The one thing that it's lacking, which is actually a benefit to the game, is the wrestle. Yeah. There's not a lot of wrestle. So yeah. it speeds up the game. It's a little bit more open. A little bit more fatigue comes into play. It's a great product. Uh, I think over 200,000 people tuned in on Fox Sports last, uh, last weekend to watch the women's NRL. I dare say, without knowing the exact numbers, that would probably trump the rugby union comp or, <laughs> yeah. you know, certainly the AFLW. Um, the numbers were huge. Yeah, I tell you, it was outstanding. Well, and I actually mentioned that uh, my daughter again, her and three mates. So you, you can't get them to go down to the local shops to get some bread. <laughs> yeah, they walked uh, two kilometres to the station. Yeah, they got on the train from Cronulla. They got the train into Redfern. Sorry, into Central. They got the light rail from Central to somewhere near Lilyfield. Balmain, Lilyfield. Yeah. And then walked the 10, uh, 10 minutes to Mary Street yeah. down to, to Leichhardt Oval and then wow. did it all coming back yeah. wow. to watch that's the NRLW. Like, and that's... Yeah. Hey, and a shout-out to, you know, I lived down sort of near the Maroubra area. I was at a local RSL and Jess Surgis happened to be... She, My wife said, Jess Surgis is inside yeah. there. And I'm like... Oh, cool. You know, and then I thought, hang on, she played footy 20 minutes ago. I remember watching the game. Yeah. And I go inside, she's still got the kid on. Like she's got she's just come straight from the game. She's having a Chinese meal at the Matraville RSL. Wow. And my daughter saw her and I was like, leave her alone, leave her alone. Yeah. She went in and she obliged with photos and everything. But a couple of minutes later, look over. The kids were all playing touch. She's playing touch footy with the kids. Yep. And like so the kid, that made the kids that like my daughter had the biggest smile on her face you've ever seen because she's playing footy as well. Yep. Um so I give her a shout out for that, because you know, there's not too many blokes. You, you're not going down to Northies and, no. you know. No. Um, Playing touch footy with Todd Carney. That's right. <laughs> but, 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 but also the, the opportunity for, for Jess. So so yeah. that opportunity for, for Jess Surgis, where kids are running up and, and knowing her and recognising her, and it's only going to grow. And this is where the NRL have absolutely nailed it. You, you know, as much as the game is flying, there are still more boys playing rugby league than girls. Mm. So the idea of having as many women's team versus men's team, that doesn't add up, mm. right, to get the same standard. So the NRL very cleverly came out with four teams, now six teams, whereas the AFL have got a 1,000 teams, yeah. and the standard's just not there. Yeah. So every, they've, they've nailed it, the NRL. Every time I watch uh, AFLW, I know half the players in it because they've come from volleyball, soccer, rowing, all these different sports from the AIS when yeah. I used to go down to the AIS. Yeah. So they've just picked athletes rather than specialised football players, whereas all, all these... Uh, NRLW players come from um, either a league background or touch football or rugby sevens. Um, the skill level is incomparable to be, between the, the two sports. Uh, Emma Tonegato, uh, she alongside Millie Boyle uh, won the Dally M of 2021. So it was jointly shared there. Mm. Uh, and they did it really well, the the um, NRL, to, to celebrate it with the same themes of of what they did last year for the 2021. So they've been added into those teams. Uh, Kezi Apps and Keely Davis, uh, they'll lead um, the front this week. Uh, this is a big game. The Dragons taking on the Roosters, of course. The Broncos have been in three grand finals. The Roosters have twice lost. The Dragons have once lost uh, one of those walkaways a winner. But I found it interesting at the Dally M's, Millie Boyle is up and about. It's party time. And Emma Tonegato is quite serious because one's playing in the grand final and one's just had Mad Monday. So, good. I mean, Millie Boyle, what a, what a year she's had. She picks up the Dally M Player of the Year alongside Tonegato. And what she achieved like you did with the SAS. Yeah, the SAS. She completed the show. And I think they were talking about stats in uh, – 
in the, before the game last weekend, she was averaging over 200 run meters yeah. a game at, in front at the front row. So generally huge. a stack of them, including her, who I reckon would go pretty well in yeah. the men's game. Well, she like, beat up a few blokes in the SAS just quietly. Did she? Paul, pulled uh, Paulie Fennick, the comedian, pulled him off the cliff. Fair enough. Um, Someone should have done that years ago. <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you, you'd have no trouble beating up a few blokes. Ashley Sims, did you see her fight what? during the week? Oh, what a fight that was. Yeah. That's, that's my sporting moment of the year. Like, do you think, I thought watching it, I thought, you know, rugby league players, wife, et cetera, et cetera, I thought they were going to give her a, a gimme, first yeah. one up. Yeah. Oh, quite the opposite. That and was a punch you, on. You know with boxing where... Like and especially for new boxers, they'll come in at the start, and you think they're just gonna they're just gonna cage mm. each other out. Mm. They would just. I, I, she's about to be on the show. We're gonna yeah. chat to her very soon, and I want to ask her that. I feel like they know each other from somewhere. Right. <laughs> oh, it was like was an old beef, hate. wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, they didn't yeah. walk out just go. Right, what are you doing here? They just went right. I'm gonna smash your face. That in was, right that was <laughs> right the fight of the night. Yeah, yeah, that was outstanding. Okay, well let's get to the break, and on the other side, we're gonna catch up with Ashley Sims, the boxer. Right after this crunch time, all thanks to Isuzu. Yeah, welcome back to Crunch Time. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the way to have your say. James Magnus and Stevie Philp. I'm Joel Kane. And what about this the other night? I reckon this young lady's uh, life has changed in many ways because she has been going to watch her husband have the spotlight put on him. But it all turned around uh, during the week. I'm talking about Ashley Sims is on the line. G'day, Ashley. Hey, how are you guys? Well, more importantly, how are you? That was some fight. Uh, Chanel Dargan uh, it just took everyone's uh, attention. Garside was the major fight against Matet, but by gee whiz, uh, your debut fight, it was an absolute ripper, Ashley. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, yeah, look, we knew that she was going to be coming out with a bang, and she definitely did that. She caught me a bit off guard in the first round, but uh, my composure kind of got me through to the fourth round. So, yeah, it was good times. It was though somebody said, listen, guys, um, uh, this was to be a four-rounder, but now it's only one because you just went bang straight away. Didn't you? <laughs> I didn't think that. Did yeah. you actually have a – like, a, to me, it looked like you guys knew each other already and you hated each other and you're like, right, we're going to sort this out from the get-go. <laughs> was there no previous beef? No, nah, no, nah, I've never met her before. So, um, <laughs> I think that's just the uh, the beauty of the sport, you know, so it's – Yes, it's not a team sport. It's one on one. So that one person that's in the ring with you, they're in the way of you. So and you kind of just want to get them out of there. Look, because you, it was such a massive fight and it's gone viral and everyone's talking about it all week. Has yeah. how has your week changed? Like uh, at school pickup now, are you getting the good parks? Like is no one, you know, when you when you pull up to pick the kids up, I'm assuming it's a, I've been there, right? It's a tussle to get that first parking spot. I'm sure everyone's like, Ash, you can park wherever you want, mate. You right up to the gate. I've been pretty lucky. I haven't had to do school, uh, school pickups yet. So Tarek's been, Tarek's been covering the load. So, um, oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, but um, it's been interesting. Like, usually after a fight, you have a few days to just kind of chill out and relax and all the rest of it. But, you know, my phone's just been nonstop. So I kind of haven't really had that time to just debrief and, you know, let it be what it was sort of thing. So I'm looking forward to a few days in the next week to just, kind of take it all in and appreciate what actually happened during those uh, eight minutes. Ashley, that first two rounds, you took a couple of mm-hmm. huge shots that would floor just mm-hmm. about anybody. Did you know you had a chin like that before the fight? Had you ever been hit that hard inspiring or were you pleasantly uh, surprised that you stayed on your feet? No, we knew I was pretty tough. Um, I grew out in, up in the bush, so they breed us pretty tough out there. So I knew I was pretty tough and I've, I've copped some pretty big hits in my time. So, you know, I spar with the boys and 
you know, if you land a few on those, they, they start to give it back to you a bit. So, um, you know, eight ounce gloves makes it a bit different, just the anticipation and the adrenaline and all the rest of it. So, um, yeah, she did sting me first up and, um, you know, I, I did see black for a little bit there, but somehow I was still punching and holding my ground. So, um, yeah, my coach was very impressed with how tough I was. So it was good. Hey, Ashley, uh, whereabouts in the bush did you, did you come from? Uh, I'm from Western Australia, oh. a small town called Badgingara. So my I was born and raised on a farm uh, and all my family's still back there. So, yeah. How did you and Tariq cross paths? Uh, I met Taz up in uh, Townsville. I um, I was living in Sydney at the time and went up there to kind of have a break from the city life and fell in love with the place and met him my second week of living there and the rest is history. I'm assuming now when Tarek's at the pub having a few beers after a game and he gets a text from you, he's home almost instantly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I know I would be. <laughs> I swear I'm a lover when I'm not in the ring. I'm, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not that aggressive on day to day. I was going to say, around the house, the kids will be picking up their clothes <laughs> yeah, on the floor yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, right yeah, Mum. Yeah, yeah, got your mum. Yeah, no worries, Mum. Yeah, I can do for you, Mum. What, what sports are the kids into? Do the kids play any sports or too young? Um, look, to be honest, they're not very competitive. Everyone's quite surprised when we say that because obviously Tarek's very competitive. I'm very competitive. But they just, yeah, they're, they're again, they're lovers. They go to sport for the social aspect. So, <laughs> they yeah, must be, they're, they're not really... The... They must be physical specimens. You were absolutely <laughs> jacked for that fight, Tarek jacked himself what, what 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 weights program are you guys doing down there <laughs> i uh yeah no my uh my coach always says that i don't have a feminine body i've got i've got bigger traps than him so um, <laughs> again i think that's just years of growing up on the farm and helping my dad out so it's just built in me but yeah no the girls um yeah they're they're a bit softer what was the first cheat meal after the fight you probably had a diet pretty hard to get down to weight what was the what was the meal after the post fight um i made weight really easily to be honest um i walk around at 60 kilos and i only had to get down to 58.9 so making weight was yeah pretty easy but uh my cheat meal was i actually ordered it all before i left to sydney so there were some chips and some lollies and Guzman and gomez and yeah so i've been indulging a little bit probably too much since the fight. <laughs> hey, just tell me, Ashley, how did the <laughs> boxing journey start? Did you always want to be a boxer or did it just sort of, you had to look at a few people doing it and thought, I can do that? No, I started, I went to boarding school and I had, you know, a bit of a rough childhood with a few things. So I had a bit of anger and my, uh, my parents actually put me in there just as a bit of an outlet. So I started when I was about 14 um, and just had a knack for it, loved it. And then I've just been in and out of the sport since then. Um, and then after my the birth of my first daughter, I decided to start competing. And that was, what, eight years ago. So, yeah, I've been doing it since then pretty much. What about the rematch? Uh, straight away, everyone was talking about, let's see that fight again. Let's see that fight again. In fact, after the Garside fight, I was calling for you guys to come back out again and have another go. <laughs> I haven't enjoyed anything like that for a long time. And I was like, yeah, look, Harry Garside's all right. Yeah, he's a bit weird, stands up in the middle of the fights and all that sort of stuff. But I was like, get the girls back out! When's it happening? Can you tell us? Or... Yeah, we, look, um, we I think both camps are pretty happy to do a rematch. We wanted to do six rounds uh, for this fight. Um, they didn't want to take that. So if we do do a rematch, we would definitely be pushing for the six rounds. I find my form usually, you know, 
well, as you probably saw, <laughs> at the back end of round two, three and four, I started to find my, my way in the fight. So um, I think it would have been a different story if we had the six rounds this fight. Mm. I think I would have gotten her out of there. So, um, yeah, definitely. There's definitely a rematch on the cards. Everyone wants it. So you've got to give the people what they want. Oh, um, absolutely. But when that, when that happens, I'm not sure. So... That'll be yeah. That'll that'll be starting to be discussed probably in the next couple of weeks, and we'll we'll put a plan in place. That is outstanding. Hey Ashley, what's on for the weekend? No, nothing. <laughs> I'm actually just laying in bed at the moment, oh. just recouping. <laughs> Get up, Ashley. No, okay, fair enough. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> I'll watch Tarek, uh, Tarek plays tonight, so we're watching him and probably have a red wine with it. Oh, good on yeah. you, mate. Hey, any shows you're watching at the moment? <laughs> Any shows? Uh, God, I look. I'm a bit of a psycho. I like serial show, like serial killer shows. And oh, sort of oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Didn't see that coming. No, I couldn't see that. So while you're in bed, have you thought about taping your mouth up? Yeah. Uh, James Magnuson here. He's big on it. Oh, actually, that's probably something. Honestly, that can you share I it with saw Ashley? That not long ago. Yeah. Could you speak to that? Uh, yeah, Ashley yeah. About? So I listened to a few things, Ashley, about mouth breathers and breathing through your mouth when you sleep, and it quite literally reduces your life expectancy. So being a mouth breather myself, I've started taping my mouth with strapping tape when I sleep to force myself to breathe through my nose. <laughs> I, uh, I actually thought you guys were telling me to shut up just a second ago, but then I realised I was really on it. So. We would never. But you know what else reduces your life expectancy? Fighting Ashley Sims. Uh, anyway, you better go back to bed, Ashley. We are in bed, so don't go back to bed. But, mate, great to chat. Uh, it's fascinating how it's all panned out for you. It was a brilliant fight, and uh, we look forward to the second instalment. Yeah, it will be good. All Hopefully right. it ended in a different way. Yeah. And maybe the Dragons can end a different way tonight. A big game against the South Sydney Rabbitohs as well. All the best, Ashley. We appreciate your time here on Crunch Time on this Saturday. Thanks, mate. Thanks very much, guys. Oh, what a great chat. What a great chat. Uh, Ashley Sims, uh, just a knockabout. I-, I love the knockabouts, don't you, boys? Yeah. yeah. And for anyone that hasn't watched that, go and look it up on YouTube or KO or wherever you, you watch your fighting. It is well worth watching. It is a proper street brawl. Yeah. Yeah. No, so you know, though, in a fight where there's two people just going at it when the, there's about 15 seconds to go before the bell, you know, yeah. you hear yeah. that little ding ding or the 10 seconds and they just go flat out. That's that entire oh, fight. Yeah. That's that fight from the start she's, to the finish. She's right, though. Six rounds, she would have got her. She yeah. was finishing with a wet sail. Dargan was, was fading a little bit. So. I back her in if it goes over six. Uh, we've got a break because I've got to watch Sale uh, win the next endowment, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> a break and back with more. This is Crunch Time. Stevie Philp, James Magnus, and I'm Joel Kane. All thanks to Isuzu. The Isuzu D-Max are on board. We appreciate that. Uh, the Isuzu D-Max is born to live. Oh, this is a great day, and it's always made better when this bloke walks into the studio. Timmy Manor, Timmy Manor, had it first. Had it first. Now they'll get Katoni. Now they'll get Katoni. Para eels. I should really warn people driving when we when we play that. Uh, we are gearing up for Saturday footy thanks to Dometic Patrol and Icebox with a sense of adventure. It's the Raiders take on the storm. Now, boys, I just want to um, – uh, it's going to be a very emotional day out there. There's a horse running later on called Bella Nipatina, which I'm going to back for this particular reason. Uh, very, very sad news uh, yesterday when the Melbourne Storm had a press release where the chairman, um, Maddie Tripp, uh, very, very sad day because his young 14-year-old daughter passed away, leukaemia. She'd had that battle 
for a while. Isabella, they call her Bella. Uh, young Bella Tripp, uh, 14 years old, boys. Devastate. She passed away. That's, that's insane, isn't it? Oh, that's mate. It, it's so sad. It is gut-wrenching. Uh, the Melbourne Storm uh, will be uh, obviously a big tribute for her today out at Wagga. Uh, Nelson Asofa Solomona, uh, champion fella. So he's going to have his hair dyed. Uh, see the colours that he's got his hair dyed. So Bella uh, had asked him to, to dye his hair for this game. Oh. And he's going to push ahead with that today. So if you see Nelson Asofa Solomona's hair dyed, uh, that is the reason why he's doing that for young uh, Bella Tripp, who sadly passed away yesterday at the age of 14. So to the Melbourne Storm, the greater family, and particularly the Tripp family, uh, our thoughts most certainly here with you. It is the Raiders taking on the Storm. It is live on SEM. Uh, Jimmy Smith and Timmy Manor, Brett Kamali. Uh, the Raiders, uh, Ricky Stewart has named the same 17-man squad last week who lost to the Seagulls. Uh, there were no changes last week. We'll see what happens today. Uh, Craig Bellamy has unsurprisingly stuck with the same lineup that ran right against the Bulldogs last week. Uh, boys, an emotional affair out there at Wagga. The Melbourne Storm just keep on keeping on. How do you see this playing out? Absolute drubbing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The, the Raiders for me are so disappointing. And, and the fact that Ricky's sticking with that same 17 when they're not getting results, you look at their reserves. We've got Ryan Sutton sitting there who was, I thought, a breakout player last year for the Raiders off the bench, making huge metres. And Xavier Savage, where does Xavier Savage fit in that team? I'm not sure, but he's a, a huge talent. I think he could bring something to that that 17. The Raiders, the, their form's just no good. Yeah. Like, you know what Xavier Savage needs? He needs a girlfriend that can text Ricky. Oh, or yeah. we need, he needs a girlfriend <laughs> yeah. that he can get on Instagram yeah. and have a mad crack at Ricky yeah. about not being in the team. But on the Xavier Savage thing, oh, and this is a bit Kyle Flanagan sort of down the same path. Xavier Savage in the one trial game I saw, he'd look like an absolute superstar. And I know he's, he's only a young player and you've got, you know, you've got a, a, a solid fullback as it is. Yeah. But Xavier Savage in that trial game to me, he looked like he was playing under against under eights. Yeah. Like he just looked yeah. a level above and yet he still mm. hasn't been given a go. Don't you mm. put him on the wing or somewhere in the team? Doesn't he have to be in the team? Yeah. It's it, it's it's uh, very bizarre. I tell you what, I um I, I can see big Nelson crashing over today for Bella. Can, yeah. can, can you see that? Any yeah, time yeah, try yeah. score? What Absolutely. You got? Yeah. I, I, mean, I, I just think he'll do it. I, I just think he'll do it for the young girl. And um and as I said, I'm gonna have something on Bella Nipatina a little bit later on. It, it's it, it is so devastating. And the family knew that this was coming and this was going to happen. But then when it actually does, mm. uh, by gee, it is it is really cruel. Like, life can be so cruel. Uh, later on, it is the Rabbitohs taking on the Dragons. Um, Josh Mansell replacing Jackson Paulo in the back line after being dropped in the wake of the round one loss to Brisbane. So he's sat out for a while, has Josh Mansell. Mark Nichols is out for up to eight weeks so he's going to the Dolphins next year, Mark Nichols. Uh, scans confirmed a Cinders-Moses injury. Uh, he'll be replaced by Tom Burgess in the front row. Uh, for the Dragons, Jaden Sewer is a big inclusion for them uh, to take on the former club. He was out, um, Jaden Sewer. He returns, uh, shifts Jack Gajewski to the reserves. Moses Zembai retains the fullback spot, which I find very bizarre with Tyrell Sloan, Sloan uh, rather, dropping out of the 19-man squad. What did we possibly see here, boys? Another one. <laughs> Another drumming, yeah. <laughs> multi these, multi. Uh, again, with the Dragons, why you would drop Tyrell Sloan and bring in Embi, I thought Embi really struggled yeah. last week at fullback, which is not surprising. It's probably the hardest position on the field. They bring him in with probably not having trained there all preseason. He was being used as a utility and coming on at hooker. 
bizarre selection. Again, they've left Amon out of the halves. I, I thought he was a bright light for them in the trials. Struggled a little bit the first few rounds, but again, that's the future of the club. Um, the, the Souths, Nichols out. They don't lose much. They bring Burgess into the front row. I'm 13 plus here Whoa. every day oh, of the week. Look at him, yeah. yeah. You, can someone get a hold of Ravalawa and tell him that Zach Lomax at some point in the game is going to throw a flick pass? Because I, I assume that he would know. Zach Lomax doesn't normally pass it in a normal fashion. Yeah. He yeah. just flick passes it. But when he flick passes it to Ravalawa, it's like Ravalawa goes, whoa, what's that? <laughs> every you know, time. Mate, he, you're going to get a flick pass, yeah, mate. Come on, mate. You are getting a flick pass. Uh, yeah. Be ready for yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, Titans take on the Eels. They only met in round one. Can you believe that. They're back to meeting again. Bo for more back. He's flying and he's a real smoky for Origin. Bo for more. Phil Sammy comes back. He's also having a terrific year. Both of those could easily play for Queensland. Isaac Liu. So they were out for COVID last week. Uh, Sammy switches to the centres in place of Brian Kelly. Uh, Campbell is still out. Braden Campbell with that rib injury. So he's not playing. No late changes expected for Parramatta. I reckon the Titans can win this. What do you boys think? Well, after the first game they played, uh, Philip Sammy did the King Gutho oh, yes. on Gutho. Oh. Yeah. And Gutho said in the interview after the match, he'd circled this on the calendar for next oh. time they meet up. <laughs> so watch for a big one from Gutho. Watch from a little bit of extra attention uh, for Philip Sammy playing yep. in the centres. Not a great <laughs> defender playing in the centres. I, I see, you know, Titans like to go into an absolute try shootout. Yep. But if... if the Eels get down and dirty and complete their sets. I can't see the Titans going set for set with them. When does Fafita play to the David Fafita we know? Like he's yeah. just sort of going through the motion at the moment, isn't he? He doesn't he doesn't inject himself into the game like the superstar that he is. Mm. Um, when does that happen? It's going to have to happen. It's going to happen soon, isn't it? Like oh, at, absolutely. At some point, he just breaks out, scores four tries. Absolutely, boys. I was just telling you that the very sad news about young Isabella Tripp. Um, as we were saying, that Isabella Spring wins it. At Brisbane. Wow. Oh, you know, spooky. It, it, it is. Wow. Um, so very, very sad. We need to break. 0457-736-736. This is Crunch Time. James Magnuson. I'm Joel Kane. We are gearing up for today's footy. Thanks to Dometic. Everything you need for adventures, big or small. Mobile living made easy. Dometic Outdoor Crunch Time. Brought to you by Isuzu. The Isuzu D-Max is born to live. A break and back with more. Follow Crunch Time on Dabble. Go on. Have a dabble. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Yeah, thanks for having me back. And I'll tell you what, we're celebrating big here at Devil because we've just hit 1,000 users on the app. Uh, second highest downloaded app in the category. And I'm so excited because Sats has had a win last <laughs> week in a nice little multi there, paying seven bucks. Well done, Sats. Oh, and that was a five-leg multi, Joshy, and uh, I was that excited. <laughs> I, was, I was leading into that, uh, that Roosters match winner over the Cowboys. I wasn't yeah. sure which way that was going to go because the Roosters have been, have been deplorable. Yeah. In 2022 so far. So, yeah, happy to get that uh, multi. And, and now I'm on my way. I broke my cherry. Well, no, and, and also you, you're getting a few followers too. I think you actually been in the crunch time NRL team. So, word is you're going to get your own show very soon. <laughs> and, uh, it'll, just, it'll just be you, mate. You know, I'm, so, lo- well done on I'm loving, as always, the banter because uh, getting the first win last week, I yeah, got a lot of support. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much to all the dabblers out there that reached out and uh, and started to follow. So, yeah, slowly but slowly, we're uh, we're building a, a great little community. Yeah. The band is great, and the copying the bet feature, that's my favourite one, because uh, during the week, 
or last weekend, I should say, a guy by the name of Benny Scarf hit a 343-to-1 multi. Oh. 29 people, 29 dabblers copied that. One of them in the banter channel said he put a 50 on it. So that's 17K uh, off just copying someone's work, which is just the best part about dabble. But um, let's talk about this week. Let's see if we can find some winners that... Uh, I know the Crunch Time team, they've gone Melbourne Storm to win by over six and a half. Latrell Mitchell will score and the Eels to win by over six and a half. What do you think? Yeah, not a bad one. Not a bad one. Um, I, I think this weekend's a, an interesting one, isn't it? We, we could possibly see a couple of blowout scores with a couple of the games. Uh, so the overs is going to be really interesting this week. We thought there was going to be the unders mm-hmm. with the with the game on Thursday night between the Newcastle Knights and Manly because of the weather. But the way that turned out, it was definitely overs. But, yeah, I think there's going to be a couple of overs uh, games this weekend. So, yeah, for mine, Josh, I'm looking at the Melbourne Storm. I think match winner... Uh, match winners over the Canberra Raiders in yeah. Wagga. I've got uh, Xavier Coates and Ryan Pappenhausen, anytime try scorer. I've got Parramatta Eels to beat the Gold Coast Titans head to head. And I've got Britton Nakora in the Sharks match up against the West Tigers as an anytime try scorer as well. I'll tell you what, you must be going confident. You must be feeling good, I reckon. So if, if that gets upset, I reckon you're going to. You're going to crack the 200 mark for followers and you'll just be doing incredibly well. Uh, get excited as well because we got the F1 on there as well as the Masters up to, to jump in the banter channels, have a chat, have a bet on that. But if you want to follow Sats, the lucky man that he is in the NRL Crunch Time team, uh, you know, it's super easy, isn't it, Sats? Just download yeah. the app. Download the app, Sats13, if you want to uh, follow and, <laughs> and copy the bets. Uh, hey, tell me, Josh, what's the, what's the activity been like around Tiger? winning the win the Masters? Well, I think people were pretty excited about him, but just being there, uh, that's mm. one of the major things about it. But, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting to see. I've just jumped in the banter channel to see if I can find something, because that's how I do my, my work, is I try and find the rookies that, uh, you know, might offer us something more than I'm going to offer. So you can do the exact same. Download the app. Uh, you can follow the Crunch Time NRL team. Copy the bets in one click. Uh, so you can go on, have a dabble, dabble socially and gamble responsibly. Enjoying Crunch Time Banter? Check out Dabble Banter channels and copy Crunch Time Bets. Go on, have a dabble. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Some news coming through here too about Christian Reith. He was the jockey who fell at Newcastle. Now he's gone to John Hunter Hospital and we believe that uh, he's conscious, so he's up and about, but it's a shoulder injury. So uh, the way he fell, uh, that is certainly uh, the best of the best news we get out of it, I suppose. Don't forget, Crunch Time is now on Sunday all year in 2022 as well. Jaleesa Raps and Stevie O'Keefe for midday, then Mark Braybrook. Coming up next, it's the Raiders taking on the Storm. It is at Wagga. It is Jimmy Smith, Timmy Manor and Brett Kamali, and then the Host Cup Plus coming up after that. Uh, Miss you got a tip for later on? Yeah, tip of the day, race nine at the Gold Coast, number seven, Fighting Magnus. Nice. Oh, it's that's an, an omen. omen. It's an yeah. omen. Filthy, well done to you. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much, Chelsea. Alex Cecile. I'll leave it with this one. Sugar, you're an absolute A-grade. I'm walking around Woolies now with that stupid Jimmy Smith singing in my head. Scotty from Perth. I promise I'll never do it again. Scotty. Timmy Manor, Timmy Manor Had it first Had it first Now they'll get Katoni Now they'll get Katoni Para eels Para eels
When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.